Let the rest of them drag in. It's going to drag in. All right, our quote for the week. A year from now, you may wish you had started today. You ever look back and say, I, I wish, you know, you, you got the... If you don't like where you're going in life, at some point you got to, you got to decide when you're going to change to 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 get to somewhere where where different in in life. Um, I want to start with this. I because Kayla's not here today. She she here on the on the reboot. Uh, but she asked a question last week. We were talking, and, and, and we've had the last two lessons. And to me, have been really really good. Uh, the, the last two lessons. Um, but she asked the question. How do you know if 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 it's how did she say that if it's God's will or it ain't His timing or or you should just wait? How, how you know that was the question, and I, I didn't really have a great answer. I didn't, I didn't think so. I went home and done some some praying and some and some some studying about it. You know, there's there, there's there's only we should not pray. If it be thy will, prayers. That there's only certain times that those prayers uh, should be prayed because God's word is will. In other words, I shouldn't say, Lord, if it's your will, heal me, because we know that that's His will. We, you know, Lord, if it's your will, save me, or, or whatever. We know those things are God's will. But what we don't know is. Do I take this job or do I not take this job? That's not as much in black and white in the Bible as as some of the other stuff. You know, Lord, do I do I make this choice or do I not make this choice? And and it, it, it's about faith. But those are the times, you know, when 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 you pray, you know, Lord, I I I'm happy either way. You know, Your will be done. If You want me to do this, I'm glad to do it. You know, if You don't want me to. Then I won't do it. Uh, you know, your will be done in this thing. I want to be sure I'm on 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 your path. What we don't do, and and you still, I, I me and my dad have these conversations all the time about. Uh, you, you know, you read in the Bible about Gideon and his fleece. You know, Gideon laid a fleece out before the Lord. You know, if the dew's on the on the the rug in the morning, is your will. And then he did it opposite the next day. If, if there's no dew on the rug, but dew everywhere else, it's your will. Okay, but well, we have to remember that that was Old Testament before Jesus came. See, so and, and Satan, God of the world. Now we have Jesus. Jesus has came and overcome all that that Satan does. We don't we don't deal in natural fleeces because we'll get fleeced. You know, he still has that control. That was how, in the Old Testament, see, they didn't have God inside. God had to deal outside in because of man's sin, see. But now that Jesus has come, God moves inside, so he no longer uses outside stuff to, to, to give us direction. It has to come from, from the inside. You know, so we can't say, you know, Lord, if, 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 if it's, you know, if this is the right job for me, let this man have on a blue tie or, or, or whatever the case is. See, uh, in there. So, anyway, maybe, maybe that'll give it give it a little a little clarity. Sherry and I, we 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 say all the time that everything happens for a reason. Is that is that an okay way to look at things, or do we need to approach it 
approach things. And I'll give you like an example. You know, I told you I started up there at, at the dollar store. Uh-huh. Well, it didn't work out there. I, I heard that, you know, we heard I prayed about, you know, help, you know, asking the Lord to help us, you know, with our financial burden. You know, I feel like maybe he opened that door, you know, to help. Well, things didn't work out there, you know, so. I, I have to agree with the first part. This is big talking. Everything happens for a reason. But why, what is the reason? Right. Is it self-inflicted? Is it see? Because I'm supposed to be the the director of my own life. Mm-hmm. I have dominion according to the Bible in my life and my circumstances and what's around me. Now the devil's going to attack it, right? right. He's going to try to bring in stuff. He's going to try to get me off course. But if the Bible is true, then then I have that authority to put him out you know so things happen for a reason is it because i let my guard down is it because i didn't pay attention why everything happens for or is it attack of the devil so we have to when we got issues we we pray way too fast we don't we, we need to stop and analyze okay what's going on here what's what's happening here you know lord where did this come from what's what's my first move in this you know well how do i start you know, defending myself in this base because your word says, whatever situation is, you know, that, that, that I'm not supposed to have to, not that it won't attack me, but I'm supposed to be able to put it off of me. See? And, and so if things do happen for a reason, but I still believe that 99.9% of my life, the issues I've had have been self-inflicted. You know, whether I've been ignorant and didn't know what I was doing, or I've done it wittily, it doesn't matter, but most of it has been self-inflicted. There are times that other people do cause our lives problems, but if you look at most of our major problems, most of them is from not operating in the knowledge or lack of knowledge that, that, that we have about what God says we can and can't do. Can I say something for you? Yes, sir. Kinda, I just kind of want to share. Um, I think a lot of people, we, we get focused on such negative things. Um, when it happens at the moment, we're so emotional about it that we don't take a look at the bigger picture. Because in my own life, I can look back at the choices even before I came to Christ, even before I came to God. That if I had made this choice, this thing in the future would not have happened that was good. Mm-hmm. If I made this choice, this would not have happened that was good. So God still even was guiding me, even though I wasn't even praying to him for that guidance because there was still all this good that came out of it. We look back if we look back in our lives, we we have to see God's hand in our life. Saved or unsaved. You know, the time, you know, the you know I I've supposed to been dead three or four times. You know, I know some of y'all the same way, you know, but but just by the grace of God, you know, that that, that He protected us in our ignorance because if I died in that state I know where I'd have been. I'd I'd have been in hell. You know. But out of his grace, you know, and I, I think that's 100% right, you know. Uh, I know for, like, me, if I wouldn't have, I, I had a choice to make at one point in time to work this job, go to this state and work this job, go to this state work this job. If I wouldn't have made the choice to go to this place, I wouldn't have been in a position to help my elderly father. Or I wouldn't have been in a position to have met my wife. And if I hadn't have been in that position to like meet my wife, then I wouldn't have been able to adopt my granddaughter when she needed me most. So there were, those are the huge things that happened in my personal life mm-hmm. that I didn't even 
ask for. Yeah. Me and David were talking about something similar yesterday, and I think I'm one of those people. I, I want to fix it, mm-hmm. and I have the hardest thing for me is. To I'm a fixer too. That is a big, say, big problem. Okay, God, it's mm-hmm. your hands, not mine, mm-hmm. and then not pick it back up and try to fix it. And that's mm-hmm. when I make the biggest messes uh-huh. because I try to fix it myself. Uh-huh. We've talked about the last two weeks about not taking it back. We, we, that's what we. But we, that we, is we, the hardest thing for me not to. Yes. Because you want, you want. I want it now. Well, I want it. Yes, yeah, it's now. Kind of the way I looked at like the whole the, the second second job situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked him for help. Mm-hmm. You know, he opened the door. And, you know, I chose not to not to continue that. You know, he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I'm thinking. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking there's no need to ask him again because he done opened the door one time for me. And I closed it without his. Yeah, but he don't hold our mistakes against us. Well, and, and and then I got to look, and then I now I got this opportunity at another job, you know. And I'm thinking, okay, dude, you know, you better get your mind right. And you're asking for help. He's opening these doors at some point. I, I'm thinking, my my flesh decides thinking he's gonna stop at some point. He's gonna stop opening doors. This is gonna be later on in the lesson, but but since you. The class is flowing this way. I want to go. There's three things. We're going to get this later in the lesson today if we got that far. There's three things that always happen spiritually. And you need to write these down and spend some time with them. That happen when we have events or things or decisions in our life. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. These are three spiritual principles that will always happen in, 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 in any situation, regardless of what the decision is, what the problem is. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And we, we, if we know these three things, that then, then, then we can develop our faith and a way out of any situation. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Is everybody there? Deuteronomy 30? Uh, start in verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou, dwell, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give you. Oh, come on in. So the first thing you have to do, or you will do, consciously or unconsciously, we make a choice. He says right here, choose. You're going to have to choose either God's way or your way. That's what it says. I lay before you, blessing and cursing, life and death, choose. You've got to choose. You will choose. You'll choose automatically. You're going to make a choice. Either your way or God's way. Let the circumstance run over you. Stand up against it. So, first thing you have to do, you'll always make a choice. And there's no way out of it. Alright? Go to Mark chapter 11. The first thing is you'll have to choose. Mark 11. Get out of there. I still see pages turning. Verse 24. Therefore, 
I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So first I have to make a choice. Secondly, I'm going to believe something. What am I going to believe? Am I going to believe the Word, or am I going to believe the circumstance? I'm going to believe something. I'm going to believe that I can get out of this, or I'm going to believe I can't get out of this. See, I'm going to make that choice. See, I'm going to believe something. And it says here, believe it in your heart. What things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. And in verse, the power of verse 23 says, believe it in your heart. So, most of the time when that problem jumps on us, our first belief is that it's going to cause us some kind of harm or some kind of thing that I can't control. See? All right. But the worst mistake we make is we open up our mouth and we agree with that. See? That's where we have to learn to be real disciplined. We say what we want, not what we have. And Satan's going to put that pressure on you to say, I just ain't going to make it. This ain't going to work out. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. See? See, we we, we using our words against us. See, and that's the devil's trick is to try to make us use our own words against us because we all have authority in our own life. We're the, the leader of our own life, see? And that, that problem, so, so we have to be quick not to say anything. See, now she was talking about, I heard her saying, I, I, I want to say something. I want to get something. Let's get going. Let's get, let's, let's get started. Let, let's, let's, you know, let's do something. And, and for a person like me, that, that's hard to do uh, or, or hard to get, get used to doing which you have to, first you've got to make a choice. Second, you've got to believe something. Now, what am I going to believe? I'm going to believe this word over the situation. Well, if I'm going to believe the word over the situation, then it may take me a minute. I may have to look it up on my phone. I may have to do whatever. But I'm not going to say anything until I can say the word. See, he always causes me. You said, uh, said Corinthians 2.14. You know, he always causes me to triumph. See, that that always be a good first word. I don't know what's going on here, but but I always win. I can't I can't lose this. See, put something to start your faith and and that spiritual force into motion instead of the fear force into motion. When I start saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I'm, I'm invoking one side or the other with what I say and what, what I believe. Okay. Now the last one to me is is the most important one. Mark chapter 4. So we're going to make a choice. Then we've got to believe. And this is the one where, where most of us mess up at. But we don't understand what's going to happen. Mark chapter 4, verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. When they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. So, when I make that step of faith that God always causes me to triumph, Satan's job is to get me off of that. See, he gets me off of that where he can make whatever he wants to happen in this situation happen to me negatively. The heat's always going to turn up, see. When you make a van... Well, you think about that we're soldiers in the army of the Lord, see. When, when you make an advance, what does the enemy always do? They make a counterattack. See? And, and that, that's the key. He's always going to make that counter to get you away 
from what you believe in. Because if he can discourage you and you say, this stuff don't work, then he's got you where he wants you, see? He's got you under control. He'll do everything he can. And most of the time, what will happen in most cases, you dealing with this, then the next thing you know, you're dealing with three or four other problems the same way, see? He's coming at you from, from all sides getting you to be discouraged, see? You, you, you got a money problem. Then, then you and your wife's got words. And then the young ones is acting up. And then the boss calls and chews you out. See, it just keeps coming, see? Well, you say, it just ain't worth it, see? That, that is the big key to getting, any, to getting your prayers answered from God is to realize that there will always be that counter-offensive. When you take a stand, boom, look, look for it. Watch for it. It's, it's coming. It's coming, that counter. See? And you have to realize when it happens, what it is. See, and then when you realize what it is, it helps you to put it So I know what that is. That's the counter trying to get me off of this, so I must be on the right track. If I wasn't on the right track, there wouldn't be any counter. Does that, that make sense? So those three things will always really help you when, 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 when you've got a problem. Make a choice. I'm going to do it God's way. See, then I've got to believe what the Bible says about me. And then I gotta watch for the counter. It will always come that way. And then, well, that's a little ahead of the lesson. We'll look at it some more when we when we get to it. But that, it was going in what we were we were talking about. Anybody else? From Lee's perspective, um, who said God opened the door and you shut it? Lee. Yeah. Because I mean, that, that may not be true. Well, you're right. God may have opened that door, and and whether He did or not, to me, even when we mess up, no matter how bad the situation gets, God will always bring us through, and He will always have a triumph. He will always have something good in that. So look at that job. See what you've learned. See what you are taking away from it, because there's something good that came out of that. And take it with your next job because he may be preparing you step by step. You got to go through the little before you get to the bigger, and he may be preparing you for a really good job. Page eight, anybody? Yeah, I got a story. Um, yes, sir. So a couple of years ago, uh, I applied for uh, a position with George Power, and it was going to be uh, in Phoenix City. Um, at a, at a dam up there, and I was going to be a maintenance man. And so, if you've ever applied with Georgia Power, you know they put you through the ringer on testing. So, I had to go through four different testing sessions at, at three different sites. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, the last site, my truck got stolen from there, uh, from the hotel. Like, dude just got in and took it. So, um, but anyway, I went through all that testing. I did not get that position, but I had a call a few months later and said, hey, how would you like to work in Brunswick, Georgia? I'd never heard of Brunswick, Georgia. Um, so it turns out that's where Jekyll Allen is. But anyway, um, I mean, she's like, you know, there's going to be two of you. You're going to be the higher interviewer. Um, they need one person to, to, to be there. It's a part-time plan. So I'm like, sure. So man, Lisa and the kids, we, we, you know, get up in the car. We go check out the area, you know, kind of make a little mini vacation out of it. And, um and so I got back, and I mean, we're all geared up to sell our house and, you know, make preparations to move and all this stuff. So I tried to call this lady back, and to this day, she still has never answered the phone. And I'm glad she didn't because there's some things that within my family um, that, that had happened during that time, and I didn't need to be over there. 
like I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was super disappointed, you know, because mm-hmm. this was gonna be a, a great financial uh, and benefit, you know, opportunity for me to go over there. So, but I'm, I'm glad the door shut. I'm just I can't see it at the time. I don't know if Garth Brooks is a Christian or not, but he got a good song on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Garth sung that. Thank the Lord for unanswered prayers. Yeah. Yeah. But we all look back in life and, 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 and say, man, I'm glad God didn't answer that. All right, we're on page 8. <clears throat> Proving God's Word by acting on it. And we'll do a little reading here because I want to get over here to, to the mental, mental ascent versus heart faith. Um, proving God's Word by acting on it. You may say that you know God's Word is good, but you never really know God's Word is good until you've acted on it and have reaped the results of it. That's what faith is. Faith is proving God's Word by acting on it. Faith is giving substance to those things hoped for. To the top of this, uh, the next column there. Someone might say, well, I hope God heard my prayer. But if that is all you're doing is hoping you won't receive an answer to your petition because it is faith that moves God, not hope. Now, we talked about that in our, in our verse for, for those that are out. Hope in the Bible, in, in, in King James 1600 and hope today are two different words. And, and, and when King James, the word hope there is expectation. I'm expecting it. I'm hoping for it. I'm expecting it. But today we use the word hope and wishing as the same word. And, and so people say, I hope so nowadays. Well, I hope God answered my prayer. What are they really saying? Not that I expect God answered my prayer. They say, I'm wish. I'm wishing. I'm wishing. I wish God answers my prayer. You know, that's what, so you have to understand that when we, when we read King James, we have to understand what they, how they talked in 1600 versus how we talk, talk today. Because anytime you see hope, it's talking about a hot expectation. And we, we talked about that either last week or the other week, you know, like, like when you, you, you're somewhere at a restaurant and you're waiting for somebody to come, you're constantly what? You're looking at the window at the parking lot. You're looking at the door. Why? You expect. Expecting it. See, and when we pray, that's what the Bible's talking about. We are expecting an answer. We're looking for it. It's right now. Where's it at? It's I know it's here. You know, we're constantly looking to, to, to see that thing answered because we're expecting it, not hoping it. See, wishing it. We're not, because you can't get anything in, in the kingdom by wishing. It's all about faith and expectation. So, as I hear, faith is, God is, it, is faith that moves God, not hope. Hope isn't what God causes, what God is not, let me get my tongue straight. Hope isn't what causes God to hear your prayer. Faith is. If you're only hoping, there will be no answer to your prayers. Now all these things that we're talking about need, need to be checklist to you, to know, we're going to get into talk about mental ascent here in just a minute. We have to know, it is important for you to know if, if I'm in faith or if I'm not in faith. See, because I know that if I'm not in faith, then, then, then I'm not going to get that answer. See, we have to, that's what the Bible talks about judging ourselves. And it's okay not to be in faith. But it's not okay to stay there. See, that's what when we judge ourselves and we realize, I just, I really don't believe this is going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it will. I'm wishing it will. But, but right now, I, I don't really think it's going to happen. And then that's okay. For that moment. But 
this time next week you don't want to still be there. So you have to start doing the things then that you've been taught to develop that faith or you can start seeing that this could really happen to me. Hey, hey, hey this, this, this could do. I, I can receive this. I can have this. See, you got to change over there because we have to realize that it's human nature to, to because, because of our different experiences in life, we, we, we all have different things we, we call impossible, see. And, and that experiences in life, when situations happen, the first thing we see is those impossibilities. That's human nature. So, so don't, don't, don't get down on yourself when, you, when, when, when that's your first feeling or that's your first thought, you know, of a, being an impossibility. But, but it's a key factor to say, hey, that means I'm not in faith. So if I'm not in faith, then I really don't have God's backing right now. He loves me. He cares about me. But I can't get the answer or this thing resolved until I get over and get in faith. That, that makes sense. So don't, don't, don't get upset when, 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 you, when you get knocked back to start with. You know, just don't stay, stay knocked back. But sometimes when you have that faith and other people around you don't, it's hard to keep it because they look at you and talk to you like you have lost your mind when you mm-hmm. say stuff. That's right. Because it's, you think about, think about your own self. Just think about your own self. How weird it sounds when you say some of the things we talk about. It don't even sound right to your own self. Why? Because, because human nature has, and, and the way people talk, we have become comfortable with that. And when we say when we say things opposite to it, it feels uncomfortable to us, just like it sounds uncomfortable to, to other people. See? Why? Because it's, it, it, it's faith. It's not human nature. It's not circumstances. See? And, and so it, it sounds different. It feels different. But the more you practice it, it'll become comfortable to you. It probably won't ever be comfortable to them, but it'll be comfortable to you, see? And then you'll start, when you hear that from them, it'll be a red flag. Boom. I've got to end this conversation. I've got to get away from this. I can't stay and listen to this. This is going to put me where I don't want to be. See? You'll start here, and you'll be, you'll be surprised. I, I won't say this, don't say this the wrong way. But once those antennas go up, and you start guarding your heart, you'll be realized how many People talk negative and talk bad and, and, and all of that. You talk circumstances. And, and really, they, they, they live in life with no hope other than what they can generate themselves to, 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 to do themselves and to be successful in themselves. They have no, 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 no other hope. See? All right. However, your faith can give substance to your hope, to your expectation. In fact, faith will give answers to your prayer. Remember, hope says, I will have the answer to my petition sometime. Remember, we talked about any time it's future tense, you know you're not in faith. You say, it's going to happen, it will happen. That's, that's flags that, that, that we're not in faith. Because faith says, I have it now, not, not when I see it. See? We lots of times want to see, have, have, have faith in what we see. When we see it changing, then it helps our believing. But, but that ain't, that's not faith, see. Faith is when I can believe it can happen when I see no evidence that it's happening. See, but we don't walk by what we see. We walk by what we believe. See, I don't walk by what I feel. I don't walk by what I hear. I walk by what I believe. And I put off that other stuff. I don't pay attention to it. See, now the hardest thing in faith, God always causes me to triumph. All right, but then when I but but when I look at the circumstances, 
it don't show any triumph. It don't show any moving. It don't show any change. And our human nature is to begin to think, well, the Word's not working. See? Why? We're trying to take something spiritual and using something natural to tell me if it's changed or not. See, we, don't, we don't do that. Once I believe what this Word says, I no longer pay any attention to the circumstances. It doesn't matter about the circumstances anymore because I believe what this Bible says and then the rest is irrelevant. That's how things begin to change. Why? Remember Mark 4.15. We know the situation is going to change. We know it's going to get a little worse. We know, you know we're, going, we're going to get bombarded. See? And that, like, you, know, you see this all the time. People pray to be healed. When somebody prays for you to be healed, what do they do? They ask you how you feel, or you begin to check your body to see if that pain's gone. Well, you're trying to use something natural to confirm something spiritual. It don't work that way. See, it has to be what I believe, regardless of how I feel. See, because if I believe this, it'll change how I feel. See, it'll change what's around me. It may be small changes in the beginning because I got to learn, especially when it deals comes with things with our kids, with our family. Uh, with, with, with our finances, uh, because we, we, we've got there mostly by our natural traits, how we think, how we act. So lots of times to, to, to get big movement, we have to, to, to have a different train of thought. We have to let God teach us what we did that caused this to develop like it develops it. And then we have to relearn those, those those habits. Take that to get restoration. You got to have correction, because without that correction, you'll just keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over. See, we have to have that correction and that change in what we think, or that change in what we say, or that change in how we act to start seeing those those results. What faith does? Faith will begin. You'll start doing something, and all of a sudden, you just feel that emptiness right here. Uh oh, uh, what's going on here? See. That's him trying to teach you, trying to guide you, trying to keep you. That means that you're in the you, you, you're not where you're supposed to be right then. You just did something that caused you to get out of line or whatever. So you got to go back and and analyze that because we follow when you walk by faith. It's all about following peace. See, I got to make this major decision in the morning. I'm just I'm don't I don't I'm just saying that as an example. All right, it's all about here, not my mind going. You know, well, I'm weighing this option, I'm weighing that option, I'm weighing this, I'm weighing that. How do I feel right here where, where God lives? See, this, this, is, this, is, this is your spiritual force right here. See, that's why we have that. Our conscious lives here, our subconscious lives here, and, and God's Spirit lives here. See, and that's why when we early learn, and we have to try to figure out if it's, if it's the devil, if it's God, or if it's me. That's a big question when we first trying to hear from God is is which one is it? See, and that, but it's but but just follow that peace and you'll be on the right road. You might still make some mistakes, but how do I feel? Am I if I got turmoil right here? Then, then, then I know I'm probably not on the right track. I'm not probably. How, how do I feel right here? See, and then, and then that that's the peace. follow peace is what the Bible says. All right, mental ascent versus heart faith. And I don't, we no, we got ten minutes. We probably won't, but we're gonna spend some time right here because this this is really really important to to get this part to know when is it head faith or heart faith. Heart faith brings results. Head faith will not. For example, many people see what God's word says 
they agree mentally that God's Word is true. But they are just agreeing with their minds. But mental agreement with the Word is not what gets the job done. It's heart faith that receives from God. That is why the Bible says, For with the heart man believeth. Jesus talked about believing with the heart in Mark eleven twenty three. It says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice that the Bible never said one word about doubting in one's head. You can have doubt in your head and still have faith in your heart. We're going to come back and address this in a second. I want to read this whole point here. But it is believing in your heart that will cause you to receive from God. People ask, how can I tell whether I have faith in my heart or whether I just believe mentally in my head? You can tell because mental agreement or mental assent says, I know God's word is true. I know His he, God promises me healing and the answer to my prayer or whatever the need is. But for some reason, I can't get it. I can't understand it. Why then don't I have the answer to my petition? Folks who say that they are say that are just in mental assent, not in real Bible or heart faith. Faith, real faith in God's word. It's God's word says it's so, then it's so. The promise is mine. I have it now. Faith says I have it even when I can't see it. All right, now let's back up. You can have doubt in your head. And faith in your heart. All right. What, what, what's he talking about? Mental assent is one who tries to act if they're in faith when they're really in hope. Listen to what we're saying. Are you trying to convince yourself? Mental assent is we keep trying to talk ourselves into it. Oh, God's word will work. You know, God, God, you know, we we trying to talk ourselves into believing it. See, heart faith says. I got peace here. I know it's going to work out no matter what my mind is saying. See? If I got turmoil up here and I got turmoil up here, what's my first clue? I ain't in faith. See? Faith says I have peace right here regardless of what's happening here and regardless of what's happening outside. See? We have to know. Remember what I said a while ago? It's okay. When, when the problem hits, if, if you've got turmoil here and here, see, but you've got to take time to get it, to get it straight. Mental ascent is we're trying to talk ourselves into it. See, talk, you know, y'all follow me? We're going, we're going to stay on, 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 on this a good while till we, till we get it. Because we're trying to con- convince ourselves and we're trying to convince our head. We're trying to convince our head. But your head, you're, 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 we're a three-part person, right? We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. Okay? Right now, in our present state, most of us, our fleshly man is stronger than our spirit man. That's why when you have habits, you can't break them because the flesh man is stronger than the spirit man. If we get spirit man, which is supposed to be the strongest, he will make the flesh stay in line. See? But that, that's the fight. So we have three-part person. Then our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. 
See? And that's where we get tied up is is our emotions and 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 those thoughts and all in that soulless realm, that soul gets fed by what we see, what we hear, what we say. See? All the stuff you see on TV, all the conversations like you thought I was having a while ago, all that feeds into the soul, feeds that negativity. Then the first thing the soul feeds your brain is negativity. See? That's how it's fed. See, if we're going to change our head, our soul, our mind, will, our emotions, we got to change what we're putting in it. We've got to change what we see, what we say, what we hear. See? Now, everybody's different. Everybody has their own way of doing things. But, but when I got a problem, I, certain preachers I trust. I trust Keith Moore. I trust Bill Winston. I trust Kenneth Copeland. All right? You can find out who you like. It doesn't matter. They, they, you know, just so it's, you know, they're good folks. I go looking for stuff they've taught on what I need, you know. And, and that's what I do. Then I begin to listen to it. I begin to watch. Whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, let's listen to it off your phone, whatever. Because most of those guys, if you if you listen to it for a long time, and I like those three because they always tell me the mistakes they've made. See? And I think I learn more from, from what people's mistakes are because I can see myself there. I've done that too. You know, I've been there too. You know, then they, they tell you how they got out of that, see. And, and, and so I, that's what I do. I, I, I find something from, from one of those three that, you know, right now, you know, Keith is teaching on, on about how to stop worrying, you know. It's one thing to say I'm not supposed to, but it's a whole other thing. How do I not do it? How do I not be concerned about that, you know. It's a whole. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say it, but y'all try it yourself. It's, it's hard to separate that and, and really say I'm not worried about that. I could care less what happens there because I know this is going to happen. See, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to, to him quite regular on, on teaching me how. Not that I ain't supposed to. I know I ain't supposed to, but it's a whole different knowing I ain't supposed to and knowing how not to. It's, it's whole, two different different things. See, so that, that's kind of how, how how I do uh, with that. But we have to remember. You know, mental ascent is we have because we know with mental ascent because we'll be we try to convince ourselves in our mind. We try to talk this through what God says in our mind. See, instead of saying, "Okay, this is what it says. It's, this is the way it's going to be. I don't need to go any further. This is it." And then every time my mind starts, remember worry. We talk about that. Worry has to be replaced with something. We have to replace it. It can't just not worry. It's got to be replaced with something. See, and we're going to replace it by thinking something different, saying something different, looking at something different. See, because we know that those circumstances, we can't use them to judge if I've made progress or not. I can't emphasize that enough because we all we all do that. We try to use our circumstances to let us know if things are getting better or not. But that 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 that's a fleece. That's going to fool us because. We can't go by those circumstances. We've got to go by what, what we believe. And when I'm using circumstances to try to tell me if things are better, then I know I'm in mental sin. I'm not in faith. See? So faith, if I believe this, if, for instance, if Angie told me something, she says, hey, Vic, I'm going to swing by and I'm going to get whatever. All right? I'll never give it another thought. It'll never cross my mind. Why? I believe that she's going to swing by and get whatever. I accept that, and then I begin to act on it by not paying it any more attention. 
not putting any more in my thought life, just going about my day, because I know that she's going to go by and get it. I have faith in that, see? Alright? But when God says, I'll supply all your needs according to your riches in glory, that don't shut me down like, like Angie said she's going to swing by. Why? I don't believe what God said as much as I believe what Angie says. See? And that, 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 that's a major issue. We don't, we don't, we're not friends with God. We know of God. We know about God. But we don't have a relationship with Him. So when He says, hey, Lee, don't worry about it. Boom. That should be the end of it. See? If our mate told us that, then we don't no more think about it. Right? That tells us where we at in our walk with God and where, where we're not. See? We have to develop as much faith in what He says as we do that trusted person. That, that And it may be different for everybody, but somebody told you something like that that you really trust, you don't think about it anymore. See, it's gone out of your life. No matter what the situation is, it's gone. You don't pay any more attention to it because you believe what they said more than you believe that situation. See? And we have to develop that with God, but that's where the rubber meets the road. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes a wanting to. I have to, if I, if I want to get to that point, then I have to find a place every day where this is the most important, that I'm going to get this, I'm going to spend some time with it, and not just do it on the fly. See? That's the difference. See, i got I got 35 years with Angie. Alright? i got 30 years with God. But I don't believe God near much as I believe Angie still. That's a problem. That's wrong. But it's reality. See? And we have to know where we're at to be able to, to, to do better. Alright. Y'all have a good week.